my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, June the 17th. And wherever you are, my friends, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's joy this day. I wish you God's life and God's beauty. Thank you for being with me as we look ahead to the readings for this coming Sunday, the Feast of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ, the feast day we used to call Corpus Christi. Now, that's before my time, maybe before some of your time, but the Feast of the Body and Blood of Christ. And, uh, of course, we celebrate God's great gift to us, but we also celebrate what is here and now as well. Uh, So, um, for you fathers who are in the midst, I wish you a happy Father's Day. It is, uh, I mean, it's kind of wonderful that the two feasts, these two uh, special days, let's call it that, fall on the same day. Not that they um, generally do, and not that they necessarily um, have to say something about one another, but I think it makes the day more special. And uh, so with that, my friends, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break open the second reading uh, from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 11, where Paul has that great statement about the Eucharist. In fact, uh, it really is, is quite famous. So Paul, 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, and then we're going to go to Luke's gospel, and we're going to hear the parable of the feeding of the 5,000, and both speak to us so well of Eucharist. And then we're going to break it open and see if I can get you out in a, a reasonable amount of time, which 30 minutes last week, huh, we both know that's not reasonable. So my friends, bless you. You are so kind and good to be with us. Let's open ourselves, open our spirits, open our minds, open our hearts, that we may uh, find and prepare a home for our God uh, and, and really chew on this word and allow it to live within us. Shall we? Let's break open God's word. A reading from the Holy, well, no, it's not a Holy Gospel, a reading from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was handed over, took bread and, after he had given thanks, broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. My friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, I was so darn quick to start that word. I didn't tell you where that word was coming from. Told you it was Paul or Paul's first letter to the Corinthians chapter 11, but the verses are 23 to 26 if you ever want to look that up. So that's Paul 1 Corinthians 11:23 to 26. So now, let's break open the gospel together and that's Luke chapter 9 verses 11b to 17. Luke 9, 11b to 17. 
My friends, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus spoke to the crowds about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who needed to be cured. As the day was drawing to a close, the twelve approached him and said, Dismiss the crowd so that they can go to the surrounding villages and farms and find lodging and provisions, for we are in a deserted place here. He said to them, Give them some food yourselves. They replied, Five loaves and two fish are all we have, unless we ourselves go and buy food for all these people. Now the men there numbered about 5,000. Then he said to the disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about 50. They did so, and made them all sit down. Then taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing over them, broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied. And when the leftover fragments were picked up, they filled twelve wicker baskets. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I just read this gospel, Luke's version of it too, uh, for a uh, one of my patients. I just love this story. I think it has so much to teach us, and there's so many layers, and I'm not going to get to all of them today. But my friends, we celebrate a feast day. Now, remember, we've been through 40 days of Lent, which is, you know, a, a special uh, time. Uh, it's, it's, it's called privileged time within the church. And then we celebrate those three days, which are the highest uh, days within our church of privileged time, which is called the Triduum, the three days. You know, Triduum, it, it just, you throw Latin on it and it sounds holy, doesn't it? But it really just means three days. And then we celebrate the, the, the season of Easter for 50. And then, uh, of course, that culminates two weeks ago at Pentecost. Last week, we have the Feast of the Holy Trinity, and now the Feast of, uh, of the Body and Blood. I mean, these are some, these are heavy hitters. This is the 27 Yankees. I mean, boom, boom, boom. And, uh, and, and maybe this is Gehrig, you know, Babe Ruth, you know, maybe he was last week, or maybe that was Pentecost. I, I, I start doing things like that, and it doesn't make any sense. But... Um, Brothers and sisters, you know, two weeks ago, so three, three weeks ago, we celebrate Jesus ascending. And it's that great feast of trust, that great feast that God says, I think you guys got it. I've been here 40 days, which means enough. I've been here enough time. Um, you're going to make some mistakes. I get it. And I used the image three weeks ago, right? Here are the car keys. You know, do your best. That's why we buy insurance. It's not always going to be pretty. But, but you know, in effect, our God is the great insurance policy. And he says, go out there and trust yourselves and make some mistakes. And by the way, you're not going to do it alone. I'm going to send an advocate. So he sends the advocate on Pentecost, right? But brothers and sisters, this is another way. The Christ is with us always. This is another advocate, not, not even his very spirit. He sends his very self in the Eucharist. And now, of course, the institution narrative 
happens at the Last Supper. You all know that. And, and really, my friends, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't know here, but it's just good for us to remember. In fact, that's the very, the very essence and, and the foundation of this feast. Do this in remembrance of me. As often as you remember, as often as you do this, we proclaim the death of the Lord. That's what Paul says. And, um, and so we see that Paul, now Paul's writings were, were written long before the Gospels, right? You know that. Paul generally started writing probably, let's say Jesus died circa 30 AD, okay? And so let's say Paul started writing 20 years later. Some people say as early as the late 40s were, were when he started writing. We know, obviously, that stopped about 65. So all of Paul's letters, let's say, were written in about 15 to 17 to 20 years from, let's say, late 40s, let's say 48, until uh, 65, when he would have been beheaded by Nero, uh, approximately at that time. Luke's gospel that we heard from, or, or let's say it was Matthew's or, or Mark's, let's say Mark's is the earliest, probably would have been mid to late 60s. So let's say, let's say around the time of Paul's death to maybe later. Here's my point of that. Already we see the institution of the Eucharist happening within communities. Paul has been taking it out to other communities. Remember, Paul went all along the Mediterranean. And so he's bringing it to them. And he says, brothers and sisters, now this is the church in Corinth. I receive from the Lord... Now, I mean, he received it from the church uh, because he never met Jesus. I received from the Lord, a.k.a. the church, what I also handed on to you. So that which I received, I'm instructing you now, that the Lord Jesus on the night before he died, on the night he was handed over, took bread. And after he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. Keep that line in 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 uh, memory. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also the cup. This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Already, let's say 25 years after the death, resurrection, ascension of Jesus, Paul is teaching that to the community of Corinth because he himself had been taught it because that's what the early church was doing. It was surrounding itself. It's very center is the Eucharist. My friends, I've said this before, but but go into a Catholic church and what is going to be at the center of every Catholic church in the sanctuary? And that is the altar because the Eucharist is central to who we are. We revolve around Christ. And if we don't revolve around Christ, we're revolving around the wrong thing. Now, that doesn't mean the Word isn't Christ. Of course it is. Of course it is. But, but that that body and blood that we feed upon, that, that advocate that continues to be there now. Now, here's the interesting part. Remember I said, hold on to that, do this in remembrance of me? So Matthew and Mark, Mark being the earliest gospel, Matthew used it as a source, and so did Luke. So here I'm going to read the institution narrative from Matthew. Know that it's almost word for word from Mark. And here's the Last Supper. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is the blood of the covenant, 
which will be shed on behalf of many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, from now on, I shall not drink this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it with you new in the kingdom of the Father. Then, after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. That's it. Nowhere, nowhere in there does he command them. He says, drink from it, all of you. Presumably the twelve or whoever was around the table. He never says, continue this practice. Do this in memory of me. Not in Mark and Matthew. Now in Luke, he does. In Luke, Luke's is a little bit longer. But toward the end of the narrative in Luke, he says, then he took the bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them and said, this is my body, which will be given for you. Do this in memory of me. He doesn't say that about the blood. He says it about the body. My point being, brothers and sisters, um, the early church realized that this was something special. The early church realized this, this here is, um, this is what we revolve around. And Jesus, at some level, whether it was just the 12, and he said, take and eat and do this, you know, uh, do this in memory of me, which he said to, in, in Luke's, or he didn't say it at all in Matthew or Mark, and he just simply says, you know, um, take and eat, this is my body. That they took that and said, we got to continue that. we got to continue that. Because there's something about that, that. That Jesus took this Passover meal and made it new. And made it not just about that freedom that the slaves uh, in the Exodus story, being freed from Egypt under Moses' guidance, you know, that it was about freedom in that sense. But we're talking about freedom in a new sense with Christ. That Christ made us free. For freedom, Christ set us free, right? That's what Paul says. Love that line. It's one of my favorites. Um, and in the Eucharist, brothers and sisters, Christ sets us free. He continues to advocate. Now, lest I go on for 30 minutes, and Lord knows you know I can do that, I want to go to the gospel and then finish with that. But the gospel is so good. Because what it is, is it's a simple feeding. It's a a simple story. Now, you already know, uh, aside from the resurrection event, this is the only miracle that appears in all four gospels. And, um, And Jesus is healing. He's out amongst the people. And the 12 really approach with compassion and say, hey, listen, send the, dismiss the crowd because they're going to be here as long as you're here doing this stuff. Dismiss them so they can go find lodging. They can go find food. You know, it's been a long day. But he says the key line, brothers and sisters, and he says it to you and I, just as he says that institution narrative in Mark and in Matthew, take and eat. He's saying it to you and I too. And the early church got it. And we, we need to make sure we get this too. Jesus looks at them in their compassionate moment and he says, give them some food yourselves. Brothers and sisters, do you get it? They're compassionate. They say, let them out. Let them go home. Let them find it. And he says, you got to be food for them. You got to do it. And then they say, Listen, what, how are we supposed to do it? We got five loaves and two fish. Or are we supposed to go and buy that which we, we can't give what we don't have? Do we have to go purchase it somewhere else? And Jesus says, oh my gosh, let's do a lesson again. 
Give me what you have. So they give him this ridiculously small amount. Give me what you have, and I'll make it work. But here's the four, you know the four, line, the four words even before I say them. You know them because you heard them hundreds of times. Jesus took the gift that they gave, blessed it, broke it, and shared it. Brothers and sisters, if our lives, if you remember anything from this podcast and you remember those four words and your life begins more and more and more, and mine too, by the way, begins to revolve around those four words, that we take what is given to us by those loved ones, by those not loved ones. We take what is given. We bless. We break it open and we share it with others. My friends, that's what our God does to us. He takes what little we can give. And trust me, the disciples thought they had to go and buy. You know, for them, oh man, man, I got to go and buy a degree. I got to go and buy worthiness. I got to go and buy, you know, a retreat experience. Then I'll be ready. Then I'll be ready, Lord, to feed them. But he's saying that you don't get it. That you're chosen. You're chosen for a reason because I see that seed inside you. Yeah, it's a mustard seed. It's small. It's only five loaves and two fish worth. But give me it. Give me it. He says that to you and me right now. Give me it. Because I'm going to take it. And I'm going to bless it. I'm going to break it. And it's going to be shared. And you know what? A multitude are going to feed on that. You have no idea what I can do with what you have right now and what I have. If you trust me, I can take it, I can bless it, I can break it and, and share it. And do you know how, my friends, do you know how we know this is about us? How many wicker baskets were left over? Twelve. Twelve. How many disciples were there? Twelve. One for each. He's saying, hey, listen, now you, right? Let's go back to the beginning. Give them some food yourselves. Brothers and sisters, we celebrate not only Jesus' presence on that altar. We celebrate not only the second coming in a sense. Now, I'm not undermining the second coming of Jesus at the end of time. What I am saying is he came not only in the presence of the Spirit, but he comes here every time we're at Mass. And we feed on that. But brothers and sisters, he also looks at us and says, and you are, are the body, right? We are the body receiving the body. That's how this works. That's the beauty of this feast day. And the more, my friends, that we can, I won't even say understand it in our head because that's, that's the wrong thing. The more we can trust that it, it is true, that what we feed on indeed is Christ because Christ has no place he'd want to be more than within you and within me and within this creation. And the more we believe that Jesus looks at us and says, give, give them some food yourselves. Oh, but, but I'm not worthy. i got to go do A, B, and C before I am. And he says, stop it. Give me what you have. I'm going to multiply it. Because I can do that. And, and here's a wicker basket. Go out and give it. My friends, we celebrate God's presence in the Eucharist. We celebrate God's presence within us. We celebrate God's trust within us. There's far more I think we could talk about, but it doesn't matter. The early church believed it. 
and they revolved around it. Even in, in they didn't build churches around altars then. That, that's not going to come for 300 more years. But they did it within these homes. And already it was a tradition passed on to Paul, who passed it on to them, who passed it on, on, on. So you and I get it now. And we get to pass it on. Not just the tradition, but the reality of what it means and what it means for us to break open our very lives so another may live. Because isn't that what Christ did? Was taken and broken. But he blessed and he shared and he brought life. That's the pattern, brothers and sisters. And Christ reveals to us that which is always true. The pattern. Um, I know I'm supposed to do, uh, I think today would be the uh, Mary Crown Queen of Heaven, but I'm not going to do that one because you know what? We've got another luminous mystery that is the institution of the Eucharist. How can we not do that one today? So let's pray, my friends. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The fifth luminous mystery, the institution of the Eucharist. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. 
celebrate God's presence among you, within the Eucharist, within you well. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you again next Friday. God's peace.